Welcome back to yet another episode of The Builder's Story. Today, we're going to have a conversation with a great man who has built an empire, who believes in giving value to humanity, who places people ahead of problems, who provides solution to problems. He is the founder and CEO of Palm Tech Group, no other person than engineer Chidomere Ndupisi. My name is Akoma Pabio and I'm your host. Remember to follow us on all social media platforms at Sabi Writers Studios and on YouTube at Sabi Writers TV. When we come back after this break, the conversation starts. Welcome back. Today, our guest is right here with us. He is the founder and CEO of Palm Tech Group. We're going to be having lots and lots of conversations with him. Introducing Engineer Chidomere Ndubisi. Welcome to the show, sir. Thank you. It's so good to have you. It's so good to have you. I'm glad I'm here at Sabi Writer Studio. What a wonderful place. Thank you. Yeah, Thank I feel you. cool. <laughs> How was your journey down here, sir? I hope everything was okay. Yes, yes. I've been in Lagos since um, 10 days now. Yeah, I yeah. heard. Came for the West African Automotive Show. We were nominated to be the official media partner for the West African Automotive Show. So I came with um, 20 of my media team members 20. to Lagos. Yes. What hey. an experience. I saw some clips on Facebook. Ah, I was overwhelmed. We'll go straight into that conversation much later. Yeah. We want to know who you are, sir. We want to know where you started from. I believe the viewers and everyone listening will want to know how you started. Because people are really inspired by you as a personality, as a public figure. So please, share us your story. Okay, my name is Chidom Rendu BC and I came from a family of four. I'm the fourth son. Fourth? Yes, first son. In fact, I was the only son for like 11 years before my other st siblings started coming. Okay. And I'm glad my mom didn't treat me like the only child. <laughs> that I'll become a spoiled brat. But I was lucky. Um, he gave me, she gave me all yeah. uh, I needed to survive. Mm. Because I know these, um, what they say about um, the only son, the only son. And how they are pampered, and their their life are made to be useless because they will be exempted from some particular source. Yeah. But here, my mom trained me in such a way that I'm a very domestic. Uh, I do domestics and um, do other things very well. In fact, I ended up taking care of my younger ones. Mm. So that particular upbringing was was nice. But then my academics. Poverty dealt with me, right? Um, during my secondary school days, I couldn't um, pay school fees. Even my wayek, my mom had to sell her dryer, her wrapper, just to register my wayek. Now, taking the wayek, I was not able to pay my school fees. It was paid on the last day. This story I don't ever forget. And it was paid by my grandfather, who paid 800 naira. 800 then yes and that 800 would have stopped me from taking wayek yeah if not for the teacher that um had mercy on me and was able to protect me when the uh, school fees drive team comes mm. she will protect me and i won't be driven out of exam 
probably I wouldn't have finished. I wouldn't have passed my wayek. Right, but Grace found me and protected me. When we finished wayek, I wasn't able to do jump. I didn't take jump. Then poly jump came in. Um, I couldn't also register. But then Grace found me again and a stranger paid for my poly jump registration. In fact, it was the last day and my father um, looked for money, couldn't get the money. At a place, he sat down and was just crying or so. And the man met him and asked him what's the problem and said, my son, very interested in going to school, but um, cannot register a poly jump form, cannot buy a poly jump form for him. The man um, gave him money and he left immediately and bought that poly jump. Just that like same day for me, yes. That was how I I got them um, to take poly jump. Uh I was so lucky I passed. Poly jump passed my wayek yeah. got admission into Federal Polytechnic Nekede to study mechanical engineering. Mm. Yes. And that wasn't the only challenge. My parents were very poor because my mom started well with um, a salon, a business, um, but then had um, some challenges and the salon crashed. So we had no money any longer, even to send me to school. It was my uncle that funded my um, first year school fees. My first year school fees in Nekede. I wasn't able to pay school fees. I wasn't able to do all those stuff. But with the help of my uncle, I was able to enroll. Then this story of going to Poly, if if I share it, it makes me cry because um, I suffered going to school. I suffered going to school. I would trek from Rotobi to Polytechnic just to make sure I attend lectures. And by the time I'm coming back, other students are resting. I'm on the road trekking back. It wasn't an easy thing for me. But then Grace also found me. One of my um, classmates called me and said, okay, come, I will accommodate you. So he started squatting me. That was how I got to stay in school. And luckily for me again, upon all these stuffs, I made a 2-1 upper credit. And then... That's how I went to Futo. Because I said, no, I'm not going to stop here. Whether my parents are poor or not, I must graduate and I must be an engineer. So I did direct entry to Futo. Yeah. And luck on me, I got admitted. No one going to pay bribe or... Yeah. Yes. And that was how my journey started. started. I told myself, I am going to break this poverty in my life I will say no to poverty that was when I started reading and one book changed and transformed my life and which book is that? Rich Dad Poor Dad Rich Dad oh yes 
I read that book and um, my mindset was shifted. I started looking every liability around me. I started converting them into an asset. Yeah. Um, while after school, I would engage in working, trying to work and earn. Then we we'll always go buy TV, video CD, and all the rest just to make sure we feel our mom, yeah. even though we are poor. But after reading that book, my televisions in school then, I sold all of them. Also because of the power of association, I was able to meet a friend. That my friend is called Alabra. When I visited him, I noticed he had um, a computer. And that computer, he would still play game, he would still watch movie, and he would still use it to type and print and make money. I now related with what I read from Rich Dad Poor Dad. Mm. I was able to say, okay, this one is a liability. It takes money away from my pocket. Why don't I convert these liabilities into an asset while still enjoying yeah. those things? Yeah. So I sold my TV and all the electronic system and went on the journey of buying a computer. And in 2001, I never believed a poor boy could raise 90,000 naira. Yes. Yes. And it was done so systematically. Alabra told me, get the first 30,000 naira, you get a Pentium So I rallied around, sold everything, got the 30,000 said, okay, if you buy Pentium 1, you'll not be able to play games. So why don't you make up to 60,000 so that you can buy Pentium 2? I gave him the 30,000, went back, started looking for money, calling friends, pitching friends, I want to buy a computer. Can you loan me money? I had two friends that loaned me Okechuku and um, Osford. They loaned me 5,000, that was 10,000. I started doing some manual jobs, made up the 30,000 in a few months, came back to him, said, okay, 60,000. Um, right now, Pentium 3, they just released Pentium 3 that I should go for Pentium 3. And Pentium 3 is 90,000 Naira, but he will support me, he will give me 5,000. I went back on the journey again, seeking to get that money. Yeah. That particular mindset made me to have this belief that if I want to raise 10 billion naira today, it's very possible. Very. It's very possible. Just activate your mind, activate your abilities, and do all you can. You'll see it come to pass. So for me, in that 2001, buying Pentium 3 was... um, uh, something that broke the shackles of poverty of me. I had that computer, I started learning. And that was how I started learning using my abilities to solve people's problems. So in school, I downloaded Encyclopedia, uh, Britannica, 
So I was solving people's problems. They will come for the assignments. Then internet wasn't as yeah. open as it is right now. You have yeah. to go to cyber cafe, spend the night, yeah. wait for network <laughs> to Google and all the rest. But good thing in school there, they will come to my hostel. Yeah. I'll use Britannica, get those searches, put them in Word and print. That was how I started making money. And I never went home again. <laughs> Calling mommy and daddy yeah, crying, begging yeah. for money. I graduated as a millionaire. I made my first one million while in the university. While in the university? Yes. My final year, I made my first one million. That is that is quite an impressive journey, knowing from knowing where you started from. Yes. And I've got a picture that I, I recently saw and I would like to show you. Okay. <laughs> So it's a picture of a very young man who at the time I would like to know if that one million was in this time yes okay <laughs> this was um, 2009 Federal Polytechnic Naked my graduation okay. ceremony OND so this was not when the one million started yes okay so you happened to start in photo <laughs> yes it started in photo at this time, I was being squatted by a friend. But look mm. at how fresh you looked. You still look fresh out. You're fresher right now. Yes. But look at, look at, look at. What year was this? Uh? It's 2009. 2009. To, no, yeah, uh, 1999. Oh. 1999, yes. This is, this is nice. This is quite, this is a moment. Yes, this is because a here, I'm still a virgin. I don't know what is bad mm. i don't smoke mm. i don't <laughs> you know i was i was 19 years old here oh. yes when i saw the picture i just knew that i had to put you on the show because yes. this is this is this is great i was 19 years this old here great. i also want to ask you a question what do you call how how are f um, alumni of photo what are mm. they called what are photo like called photo white photo white Interestingly, we have a photo white here also. Mm. It's not just you, we have a photo white. Then look at them well. We are. The he's quite he's a star. Mm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> after after passing through that environment, yeah. something must come out of you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about how Palm Tech came into the picture now. Palm mm. Tech started in 2016. Yes. And you got your first million in your final year in, in Fruto. How many 2004. years? 2004. 2004. That's it. 2004 to 2016. Mm. I'd like to know the timelines. What happened between those years? Okay. Um, 2004, made my first one million. Graduated, left school. So the business collapsed. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't you continue? What happened? Because I wasn't serving students any longer. Oh, yes. The demographics changed. Yes. So now I went for service. No, prior to going for service, we now did a partnership business. Me, Okechuku, and um, Oxford, we now set up a business center in town. We started running the business, but we didn't understand partnership. Oh. Right? Yeah. So by the time we left for service, 
when we came back the business was grounded mm. so we had no other thing to fall back to. no business no money then my friends they got job okay school got job and first bank and then ox in oil and gas company mm. sorry i was the one without any job i remember i could go down and cry yeah. to god almighty god my friends they have job i don't have job hi god is it that i'm not smart is it that i'm not yeah. good enough what happened i was when i started another journey i entered into a covenant mm. with god i said god i will not know any other woman i will not sleep with any woman i will not have sex until you bless me Mm. This was in 2007. I had that. I told my girlfriend then, I'm sorry, I can't continue. Mm. I need to focus. Mm. So, I started um, developing myself mm. again. But then, one thing I did differently was to offer my value for free. So I moved to town. I had digital skills already. Yeah. I had a computer. Um I can type. I do data analysis. I do graphic designs, right? I do computer maintenance. I can reprogram, change RAM, couple a computer, right? I now went to a business center and offered the value for free. Let it be that every morning I am going out to do something yeah. whether I'm paid or not but I'm leaving my house and I won't keep this value right here. And I kept on doing that and on a very good day I met my destiny helper. That's why I always tell the youth please once you leave school when you look for job and you don't see anyone go for the one that you do for free but be open be open minded that you are putting that free value on a fertile ground so that you are sure that it's going to germinate one day and it will bear you good fruits and that was a game changer for me where i was doing the free work was a fertile ground Mr. Stanley came one day with a document that he wants to print it. He's going to meet the governor with this particular document. I said, "Okay, no problem. Please, I don't like the way this document is. Could you give me a little time? Let me touch it." He said, "Okay. Um, little time, little time. Okay." I said, "I will do a page for you." And that was a PowerPoint. So I had to redo the presentation. Did the first page animated it and showed him he was thrilled i said okay give me a little time i need to work on all the pages and i did that work till 12 midnight at what time did he bring it in the morning my god and i did that work he had to drop me that night I had to drop me that night i worked till 12 he had to drop me 
that night. And the following day, he called me, Hey, Andy, governor saw the document. It was nice and he has appointed me executive assistant on Imo State MTG. Thank you so much. Please bring your CV. I will talk to a friend that, that works in oil company so they can as to a reward yeah. for... I said, okay, I'll meet you next week. The next week, I went with my CV and he looked at it. You went to Nekede, mechanical engineering, upper credit. You went to Futo, 21. Wow, mechanical engineering, your computer literate. Will you work with me? Just like that? Yes. At the spot? Yes. I said, yes, sir. We talked about um, remuneration. We ended up, okay, 150,000 naira every month. Every month. I said, okay, start work. We started work. The first month, salary that would come was 25,000 naira. Paid me 25,000 naira. Hmm. Second month, 25,000 naira. But that was not what was agreed on. Yes. How did you take it? Um, he started sharing bigger vision. Okay. So I started seeing more than the twenty-five thousand naira. Okay. I had more work to do, more value to bring. Then we started them um, preparing documentation for a proposal to attract them um, one billion naira from the federal government through mm-hmm. the. Millennium Development Goals. So with my digital skills, my computer skills, graphic design abilities, I engaged. Mm. And we did that um, proposal and it went to Abuja and it was the best in the Federation. And that was 2008. It was the best in the Federation that was when we earned our first one billion in the state. But then I was still receiving twenty-five thousand naira a month. I was now used to the twenty-five thousand naira a month. But then the vision was, was now greater than you. When you have um, a bigger vision, mm. you won't be chasing around. Ah, ah, okay, you promise you pay me so 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 amount. Because he was to pay from his pocket. Mm. And personal assistant to the executive assistant, the allowance there is 25,000 naira. So you have to make do with what is available. But I, I want to ask mm. a lot of people are watching right now, mm. and their thought is how long are you going to? Or maybe they're in the same shoes. And seeing the kind of person that you are and how long you and how you have walked the path of life and where you are right now their question would be how long am i supposed to give my value for free let's 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 just take if that. you actually give it our value it will never take time except it's not valuable enough because i'm trying to put a time stamp to what she said you got it from school, went for service, came back. You didn't have a job. 
you don't want to stay at home. So you decide to give your value for free. And then you met your destiny helper. Yes. Both of you talked. There was a designated money supposed to be given to you every month. But even that was slashed. Slashed, slashed, slashed. Yes. 25,000. Yes. One would think that suffering is too much. A typical mindset would be the suffering is too much. But you, you saw a different way around it. So what would be your advice to people who are having that typical mindset of, I need to eat. I need to take care of my bills. That's when those things will be called distractions. It takes your mind off the goal. Mm. Right? Mm -hmm. It takes your mind off the goal. When I got the vision, I followed his vision. Mm -hmm. I saw what he was working on and I keyed him. Mm -hmm. Whether I was paid or not wasn't a problem any longer. Okay. My own challenge was to get the funding to Emo State. And getting that fund means a lot. If we get that fund, we will get part of it. Yeah. Yes. So we were lucky, we got it, and we executed the project. Also, being the best project executed for that year nationwide. So that was how I came to MDGs. Yeah. And I worked so tirelessly. I served in MDG for over 11 years. 11 years. Yes. So when you see uh, some of us that are coming out right now, we've actually served. Yes. <laughs> yes. And have. whatever you see comes in place of service. Right? <laughs> Once we became slaves, mm. worked for free. Now we became servants where we're entrusted over some level of things to do. Right? Mm. And we did it well servants and now we are sons that word. I have um, inheritance yes word. right and people can see it and say yes this son we can see your inheritance but then during those years you're meant to be a slave mm. are you doing enough yeah when you became a servant where a lot were entrusted into you where you trusted because it's only when you are trusted as a servant enough you can become a son. Yes. And it's only son that gets inheritance. It is only when you're trusted as a slave that you get to be a son. Mm. Word. Word. <laughs> so, while serving at MDGs, yeah. I was the engine room as to any decision that will be taken, they must um, also try to get to me mm. on it because I play a very crucial role. Mm. And this was as a, as a result of my commitment. Yeah. Whatever I try to do, I do with all my might. Mm. If I'm working for Sabi writers, I believe it and I'll put all my blood. Yeah. Is either I die or this thing works. Mm. That's my mindset. And the letter always happens because it must work. What you just said, what you just said about mindset reminds me of 
um, this breakfast meeting you went to and you were talking about how to make your business thrive or how to start a business. Mm. One of the one of the many steps you talked about was first taking care of your mindset. Yes. If you don't understand them, who you are and what you're trying to achieve, mm. you be running around the bush. Mm. And your belief is very important because once you believe it, every nature mm. will all gather to make sure you fulfill it. So to just get up, get out some some points that you made. Is it safe to say that service is the bedrock of starting your own business or becoming who you're supposed to be or becoming someone more important? My Bible teaches me that he who wants to be the greatest yeah. must first be the servant. Yeah. And that is still the mindset I have in my business. Mm. At any point in time, I do not serve my team members then I'm no longer worthy to be great. So at any point in time, I make myself available to serve my team members. There's nothing like boss. I am the chief servant. I lead the way when it comes to service. I redefine it. So if I tell them to serve, I don't tell them with mere words. Yeah. They see it in my own actions. So is that like a, is that like a, a word a word of counsel to employers, to bosses, yes. to leaders. Yes. When I see bosses that are being served here and there, I pity them. Mm. It should be vice versa. Yeah. If they serve you, serve them back. Right? Yes. Serve them back. Keep serving. Because the ones that are serving are the ones that will become the greatest. So that, that was how I served through MDGs. And then I learned some powerful skills while serving. One, keep them accumulating value. Mm. Keep giving our value. Then keep raising the money and keep mm. multiplying the money. Yeah. Because a whole lot of people will come to work, you earn money, you're earning money at the end of the year. Calculate how much you've earned. Yeah. You see that you've earned okay, three million, five million. Out of this amount, how much got invested? Yeah. How much were you able to multiply? Mm. Because if you don't engage the rules of money where you earn the money, you protect it mm. from spenders and you're able to multiply it, then you can't um, become financially free. So I engaged that ability of earning the money mm. and making sure it's multiplied. Mm -hmm. After two years of working with MDGs, I made my first investment. That was when I bought my first um, car. That was a bus. A bus. About a bus, yes. Okay. And prior to that bus, some of my friends, they were buying some good cars. You know when you make some money and you want to buy a car? Mm. You want to buy some luxury car to show that you've come, you've arrived. But then, having understanding about money, I went for a basic 
needed car. Okay. A car that will serve my basic needs, move me from point A to point B. But a normal car can serve your no, basic needs. No. I got golf three. Right? Yeah. What I got was golf three. Then. Okay. Then the remaining, I use it to buy a hires bus. Then I put it on ITC, mm. and it was making money for me. Okay. So um, let's just take a break. Mm. We'll catch our breath and then delve deeper because we have to have to follow the conversations. So we're going to keep on talking. <laughs> so let's just catch our breath, and you know. When we come back, the conversations will get more interesting. Tales from Africa aren't just stories. They are living pieces of history passed down from one generation to another, celebrating the true spirit of Africa. Join us on a journey into Africa, the motherland, the cradle of civilization. Alo by Sabi Writers takes you to the heart of African narrative. It is an online marketplace to find, shop, and enjoy your favorite African stories. Suspense. Why is Mother's phone not going through? Betrayal. But you said you loved me. Tragedy. <laughs> Vengeance. His grandmother will pay for this. Mystery. <laughs> and romance. I will always love you, Atina. All available on Alo by Sabi Writers for 1,000 Naira only. Visit Allo.sabiwriters.com today to experience storytelling like never before. Welcome back. This is The Builder's Story. We have been having a very deep conversation with the founder and CEO of Palm Tech Group, engineer Chidomere Ndopisi. And he has said a lot of quotes. Things I can, you know, produce merch shirts on and put the quotes on the shirts. And um, we have been talking so far about his journey. And it's quite intriguing to know that he went through a rough patch. But because of what he went through, he is now the man he is. So thank you again so much for so far how this conversation has been going. Thank you. So you mentioned buying a car. Yep. The first car, the yep. Golf 3. Yep. Now, I want to know at what point... At what point in your life did Palm Tech start? Was it after or was it while you were serving in Emo State MDGs? Yes. Um, while serving at MDGs, I had um, other passive income because mm-hmm. I wasn't going to only earn salaries. Yeah. Right? I had other investments, invested in real estate also in transport um, system because I was engaged mm. and I was paid so I now also engaged my money mm. so when they pay me money I will also employ my money so that my money will work to for work me for right because I want to be financially free yeah. so I was able to save enough money to start up a big business having served for a long time the mdgs wasn't as it used to be any longer because government wasn't funding mm-hmm. and um politics started affecting it so i decided to now put my energy into building my business 
and um while asking god um what do i do now i want to start um, a business initially i was into printing computer services mm-hmm. i do print um brochures i was to enter into printing services but one day while worshiping in church god spoke to me yeah son you will move into the oil and gas sector and he specifically mentioned who i will go meet he said go meet dickin solomon he will teach you that was the first time god talking to me and giving business instruction because I can coming to think about it, moving to oil and gas is well enough information. But having to tell you to go to apprenticeship, yeah. meaning that there's something God understands about apprenticeship, something he wants you to learn the business, he wants you to know about the business mm-hmm. before delving into it. Mm-hmm. Right? And that was what I did. I met the King Solomon and said, see what God told me and then you're into oil and gas I want you to walk me through teach me I want to learn he said okay fine I went back uh, then I had a PA Uzioma Megwa who is now our general manager mm. yes <laughs> told him see what's on my mind and see what we're going to work towards mm. she embraced it and that was how we started the journey. So I started learning, first moved into the system to understand the gaps. What are the challenges in this oil and gas business? Because I don't want to do a me too business. Because the people doing the oil and gas business, when you see I'm into oil and gas business, they'll ask you, okay, where is your filling station? Mm. You say, okay, my filling station is so, 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 so places. But that wasn't um, what we signed. Yeah. I took time to actually examine who will be my client. God, where are the people you want me to serve? Mm. How do I serve them? What are their problems? So I was going to come to the market with a unique solution. Yeah, yeah. That was how we noticed that... Um, there are some filling stations that are moribund because mm. the owners they don't have um, money to buy the products mm. so those stations are closed so the question how do we prosper them remember I said people yeah there are some of them they have money but because petroleum products they are very volatile is a deep pocket business mm-hmm. and it's full of risk. People might not risk paying maybe 15, 20 million to a depot and then risk bringing them back. They can catch fire on the road, it could be hijacked, the trailer or truck can fall. Yeah. And that particular money goes down the drain. So many wouldn't want to take that risk. They will prefer bring this product, I'm seeing it, put it on my underground and I'll pay right so these are people solving these are people having these problems yeah so now came and designed a solution for them mm. all we want to do is to see how we prosper these people 
and make sure petroleum products are made available to people. We decided to build Pamtech. That's how Pamtech started. Yes. What was the idea behind the name? What's Pam? What's I know what tech is. Pam was coined from my three children name. Praise, my son. Yes. Amanachuku, yeah. my first daughter. Masinachi, my second daughter. Then I cannot do business without technology. Everything we're running will be centered on technology. So now I had the name Pam, Pam and, and Technology. Tech. Pam Tech. Surprisingly, Pam tech. Your, your son is my namesake. Really? That's the meaning of my name, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> That's really nice. You know mm. that there's a similarity here. Yes, yes. So so Pam Tech started in 2016. Yes. And so far, how has it been? Seven years. Yes. It, you see, three of us started it. Yes. Three of us started the Pump Tech, and today we have over 200 um, competent um, team, members team members on board, serving in different categories and capacities. And, and in seven years, Pump Group has diversified into other segments. Yes, we have the Pump Tech Oil and Gas, we have the Pump Tech Auto Land, we have the Pump Tech Auto Parts, mm. we have Pump Tech Media, we have Pump Tech Foundation. So at what point in the journey of seven years did the auto land, auto parts, the media, at what point did they come up? Okay. Um, after serving in oil and gas for like five years, yeah. we've consolidated the oil and gas. We've built it to an enviable height. And then another problem came. I had cars, but nowhere to service. Because then government um, dislodged the mechanic villages. Yeah. So finding mechanics to work on your cars became a problem. And there is no automobile workshop in town. So people would usually go to Portacot, mm. Asaba, or Lagos to service their luxury cars. So I said, no, why don't I do this? I studied mechanical engineering, even though I wasn't so passionate about it. How can I um, spend eight years in the university studying mechanical engineering yeah. and I can't even service a car? Mm. That's a virus. That's a challenge. Yeah. I said, okay, since I have this entrepreneurial spirit, I'm going to use it. See how I can attract um, talented people so we can build an auto land where cars will be serviced. And that was how Autoland was born. The beautiful thing about this is that you've taken you've taken me mechanic in quote. You've taken the mechanic profession to a higher level. It's nice. something that I now see on the content on Instagram and I'm like, okay, this is good. It's not a normal mechanic we are used to. Yes. So that is one thing I've noticed about your work in life is that you are very fast to identify problems yes. and you don't just identify those problems you give you give solutions immediately yes that's that's um what we did when when we started the oil and gas people were like will these people survive mm. he's still a novice 
but they forgot our mantra. A mantra that said, Oluwa is, is involved. involved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that mantra, everyone in Pam Tech runs with it. So whatever they will do, they will always ask, is Oluwa involved in this thing? If Oluwa is not involved, no need doing it. And whatever endeavor, whatever thing we've tried to do, we make sure Oluwa is involved. And if he's involved, you must work in his principles. True. True. Yes. That's why I can't cheat you. I can't compromise. Why building the oil and gas? There are a lot of compromises in the oil and gas sector. A whole lot. But we came in and I told them, no, we are not going to compromise. This product is for people. If you love people, you will not compromise. If I love you and this water is sold for 10 naira, why would I compromise this water so that you can buy it for... Um, 15 naira so that I can make more money mm. of what use will be the money since compromising it will be or mean poison to yeah. you yeah. right that's why some businesses go ahead to compromise because they don't understand what they are doing mm. if you love people you will give them what they want what will sustain them what will prosper them and quality things and quality things so even when we started distributing diesel at a time my team they were like when we get to this place they won't buy they say other people supplied at such a surprise those ones are blue gas or okay, let us do blue gas i said no remember lua is involved we won't compromise on our standards mm-hmm. But rather, we'll take time to educate them, to sensitize them, give them the comparative cost analysis. Mm. If they use this pure gas, it will extend the life uh, of their generator. It will cost them less in maintenance mm. and then um, reduce downtime. Mm. And let us keep on spreading this message. There mm. will be few that will, you know, buy out of it. Mm. And that was what we did. And the testimonies started. You see ignorance. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very cost, bad. It's very costly. Yes. We started sensitizing them. Then the testimonies now went viral. Now, in a way, when you talk of products that are not compromised, they'll tell you, call Pantech. When they tell you, uh, you need this supply whatever capacity call Pantech but it has taken us time to build yeah right it goes I tell them whatever you sacrifice now you have it in abundance in the future Mm. and the things you fail to sacrifice now you will have them in scarcity Mm. so we sacrificed that um, integrity Right, and now we have it in abundance because it's giving a good reputation mm. for the company. So you didn't just build a company, you also built reputation. Yes. Integrity. Integrity. Honor. And when you call the name in town, people respect it because they know what we stand for. Mm. There's this saying, I'll, I'll try and paraphrase it. Mm. If you cannot fight them, join mm. them. Mm. <laughs> and you talked about compromise. You don't compromise at all. No. Pamtech is known for that. Yes. So my question is 
there are so many other people or other companies who are in the same oil and gas who are mm. doing this rendering the same services that you provide yes what is the competitive edge you have above them relationship mm. we are not just coming to bring um, petroleum products to you we are building a relationship where our focus is in getting you to prosper because we know when you prosper we prosper right so it goes beyond selling of petroleum products and now we also go ahead to make sure we give other um, values like swift delivery mm. we design a system whereby anywhere you are in town you call pamtech it's 30 minutes call away Unlike other people you will call and they will now start going to pump. Yeah. And after three, four, ten hours or the following day, they'll tell you, okay, we are coming, we are coming. But Pump Tech, we always store mm. on our peddling trucks because we have enough of it. We've built capacity, we've built capabilities. So at any point in time, they call us. We're always ready. Um, we give them credit. Buy now and pay later right so instead of you going to bank to collect money to buy diesel no don't we'll shoulder that for you we'll give you the product at the end of the month you pay relationship yes so we leverage on relationship with our people with our clients bringing solutions that will prosper them so you're like i said earlier in the beginning I'm so particular about how a company who provides services, who who gains, mm. but also doesn't think about that as their first as their first criteria. They think about the people. Yes. So that is your competitive edge. Yes. Against other companies. Yes. Impressive. Where people are rented. Impressive. Impressive. So in building a company like that, were there any significant challenges that you faced? And how were you able to come out of it? Hmm. of them well um, one of the first challenges um, I had was um, distractions hmm. distraction is a killer of success is a killer of one of the greatest killers of goals hmm. while trying to build there are other good things that are coming they might look good, but they don't align with your goal. And if you dare give them attention, they take your eyes off the goal. And anything that takes away your eye from the goal is distracting you big time, no matter how good it is. So one of my challenges was to keep focusing on the goal and don't let the bliss yeah. to distract me from losing focus one of the other challenges was in hiring okay hiring mm. getting to have these talents pitching them training them and returning them is a big challenge There are some of them you put in all your best. Yeah. No matter how good they are. 
you see them trying to compromise. And those ones, maybe after investing for in that person for like four or five years, and he turns his back mm. on you. Even when you've made them promises. Mm. And because of um, somewhere, somebody somewhere is trying to lure the person. Yeah. Right? Mm. With um, fake promises. And the person obliges. And this is a song you've believed would take this mantle to another level. Yes. Right. So, um, what I do is to... What I now do is, when I get to you and see you now be at the Pantex spirit, you understand all it takes, I give you equity. I don't even want to allow anybody to pitch you. Right? So I have um, over five of our team members that are directors, they're shareholders. They have equity in Pantech as a result of their hard work, commitment, dedication mm. to service at Pantech. And now others are looking forward in growing into that cadre of one day owning part of Pantech yeah. and becoming a shareholder. That's a, that's a nice strategy in keeping them to your side. Yes. I've never thought about it that way. <laughs> that's the first time I've, thought, I've, I've heard you say something like that. Yes. So because you have identified them, you give them equity. Yes. You know, my own belief is um, I prefer to own 10% of an elephant than to own 100% of an ant. For you, which one do you choose? A little of a lot or a lot of a little. Of a little. Which one? Is that a rhetorical, rhetorical question? Yes, Am I supposed I'm, to answer yes, it right I'm asking, now? I'm asking because you. now you've I'm asked asking. me, you've put me on the hotspot right now. I thought I was the one <laughs> supposed to ask questions. <laughs> but now you're asking me that question. Plenty ants can make can build the house. No. I said hundred percent of an ant. Of an ant? Yes. I'll choose elephants now. 10% of an elephant. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So moving on. You just, um, you were recently added to the Forbes, mm. to the first, um, Forbes Business Council. How did that make you feel? It's a dream come true. Um, two years ago, I started dreaming to be on Forbes cover magazine. Mm. And um, I want to be a billionaire. Yeah. Right, not just um, a billionaire in Naira, mm. but um, a billionaire that makes impact. So I have wished, imagined, dreamed yeah. to be one of the most African innovative billionaires. Right? Yes. So having this in my subconscious mind, I started opening a whole lot of um, opportunities for me. Mm my mind has been open to see possibilities and ever since then my eyes are open for these opportunities so um, I've changed my status right um, before I used to work hard 
hard work won't get me to that billion dollar status. I asked myself, okay, I need to work smart. Yeah. But smartness also will not take me to that status. I had to change. And right now, the level and status I'm playing now mm. is the network. Networking. Yes. And that has to do with relationship. So we're trying to network and build powerful relationships that can take me to the end of that billionaire journey in dollars. And at this level, you will have to network. Remember I said hard work, smart work, and network. And network. Now, all are works that will get you to that level. But now, I'm trying to see how I will um, um, get thousands of hard workers. Yeah. And also be able to attract um, millions of those um, smart people that are investors to invest in my business, in my dream, in my vision. And that's the journey I am now. And that's the billionaire journey. That's the billionaire journey. Hashtag. Right. Yes. Because thousand the, um, hard workers will earn in thousands. I'm curious to know. Mm. You are you are a man of deep well of wisdom. Mm. See the wisdom coming, and th- this wisdom is not just um, doesn't just come out of your seven years of running Pamtech. Mm. It goes way back. Have you ever considered writing a book? Well, I've had some thoughts. Uh, I've put on my journals and um, discussions with friends. The ones I've forgotten. Mm. But then I think Sabi writers will come into play right yes. now where we can articulate some of these thought lines, yes. develop them, and they become a working document or a book for people to read and yeah. then get entertained or learn, learn out of yeah. it. Out of it, yes. Because people really need to know what is in your mind written down for. Yes. Yes. I know once I told my my people, I share this concept of um the hard work I asked them to move away from this level as quickly as possible mm. even though I started from this level and I know most of us here are at that level where you work hard mm. that's all you work hard and working hard can only get you hundreds of thousands so where should we work to now mm. what's the aim you start with working hard mm-hmm. right yes. but don't stay there Okay. Right? Okay. Once you noticed you're working hard, move to smart work. Mm. That's working smart. And working smart is when you what you earn, you're not leveraging on it to earn more. Okay. Right? Mm. That's when you become an investor. That's when that's where you see most bankers are working smart. They're making some money and they're putting it in one or two other areas that are making them money. Yeah. And right? walking around with investor vibes. Walking around with investor vibes, yes. Yeah. But once you become a networker, 
Yes. It's when you are building a solution. Okay. Mm. Right? Yeah. You are solving a problem for people. Mm. You know A and B and C, they have this problem. Mm. You have the solution. That's why network is very important. Yeah. And while I came to Lagos, I was busy networking. At the worst, I was busy networking with all those foreigners. Mm. I was able to understand what their problems were and have designed a solution. And right now, we'll soon be in Lagos. Can't wait. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> right? So, having to transit from this level... Yeah move to the next level till you get to the billionaire level is something everyone should desire yeah yeah why doing it for humanity yeah. not just to end the money because when you end the money you're not going to eat it whatever i have in my account i can how how, how much can i eat <laughs> how much can i eat i can't eat more than 20000 naira Abby? <laughs> yes. That's how bad it is. Mm. So, of what use yeah. if it's not touching lives? If it's not impacting lives? Let's talk about Palm Tech Foundation right now before we move to the lessons that you've learned as a CEO in seven years. Okay. Is there anything that Palm Tech Foundation currently is doing to help people? Yes, we're doing a lot. Right now, we have... Um, Girl child um, uh, project mm. where we'll give them um, the sanitary pad, yeah, and we also educate them and give them Christ, right? Then we have um, DAD, Dad for Adolescents, mm. Dad for Adolescents. The dad there means defining a decade mm. for adolescents. Because looking from my own growing up, I grew up not actually knowing what to do, who to become. Mm. Right? Which is a very big problem. It is. Most of our siblings, most of the children, most of the adolescents, they don't even know who they want to become. Mm. And nobody is modeling this to them. So they don't have a vision board that said, okay, I'm going to be a doctor or a lawyer or an engineer or I'm passionate about this or I want to do this. So they will grow up seeing life as it is mm. and not programming themselves. I once went to Futo to deliver a lecture and um, asking questions, I found out that 80% of the students in that particular class are living their lives on a reverse gear. Most of the people in the high institution are reading the wrong courses for their lives. Do you believe that? True, yes. They will have this passion for music. Instead of going for music, they'll go and do biochemistry. And they'll spend five years reading biochemistry only to come out and not able to solve even a problem. Yeah. Biochemistry. 
But what if they were redirected right and then went reading music? By the time they're in second year, they will have a song that will touch the world. Mm. Because they are acting on their genius. Yes. They are acting on their passion. And nature comes to help them mm. use it to serve the world. So we identified that problem and said, no, instead of going to second uh, to universities to start telling them, okay, go back and start from year one again and start reading the kind of course, the, the kind of thing you want to do. No, let's now go to secondary school. Go to secondary school, give them their vision board, let them draw their 10 years. Mm. Mm. So we have this vision board where the students, they draw their 10 years plan from 15 to 25 by the year by by the time i'm 25 years old i'm able to have done this and done that yeah. and this starts now in the next 10 years so i will be a fool if having this roadmap i'm not able to actualize it in the next 10 years mm-hmm. so when you get those ones that are sold to it they are game just like i'm doing with my son yeah. my son has his own roadmap. Mm. He's on a um, 1,000 hour rule mm. right now. And that 1,000 hour rule, um, when he finishes it, he will earn 10 million naira. Mm. So right now, he has done about 200. And now he's a developer. Amazing. He develops website and he's a son of 12 years old. At 12? Yes. Wow. So by the time he's 15, he must have completed. Because I told him, you will not go to university if you don't have a skill to solve humanity problems. Mm. You're not going to copy notes. You're mm. not going to see the four walls of the university. You're going to solve problems. Yeah. Right? And the way or looking at it now by the time he's 15 when he will be in ss1 he will have his business registered because by then he must have completed his 1000 hour rule and must have earned the 10 million naira to start up his business so that's the plan because mm. he has defined his decade he takes one hour every day every day every day and i make sure I buy him books more than I buy him clothes. Mm. He has more books than clothes, mm. right? I make sure um, he reads them and then summarizes them, mm. right? So defining a decade helps these adolescents to define their next 10 years. We went out spending millions donating personal development books to schools. The last time we launched, we gave them um, about five schools personal development libraries mm. that worth millions of naira in schools so that students will not only be reading chemistry, physics, biology yeah. but let them read the minds of other millionaires, mm. other people that have made it in life so so looking at your journey from as, as Pam Group from having an oil and gas sector to auto land to auto parts, now to foundation what would you say are your key lessons as a CEO for those seven years? Hmm. Developing oneself. Mm. Okay. 
developing oneself. One thing that has helped me is um, finding my unique strengths. Yeah. And now trying to double down on it. I've um, tried to discover my core strengths and my areas of core competence. Mm. And I found out that um, I lead with empathy. Yeah. Right? And I like investing in my team members. And that has enabled me build um, a collaborative work environment, a very happy workstation, a very um, happy place people want to work and grow yeah. and develop themselves. Right? So in all of this, I know um, if you're able to develop yourself and find what works for you, mm. double down on it. Amazing. Amazing. So before we're about to end this, we're about to end this episode, before we go, what would what is your advice to the young aspiring entrepreneurs? What would you like to tell them? I will tell them to avoid distractions. Mm. Once you're able to avoid distractions means that you're focusing on something important. And if you're focusing on something important, it means that you're committing to that particular goal. Mm. Yeah. I would want to say thank you so much, Sam, for pouring out yourself. I have seen how you have come and you have been vulnerable. Mm. You have been vulnerable with us to share your journey, to share your thoughts. And we're looking forward to that book. Mm. We're really looking forward to that book. We're looking forward to many things. Palm Tech being in Lagos, I'm mm. very particular about that. <laughs> and we're looking forward to seeing more of you, hearing more of you, and knowing more of your thoughts. Thank you so much, sir, for the honor and for the time. Thank you so thank much. You so much. From all thank of us at so the Writing Studios, thank you very much. Yes, and I want to take this opportunity to thank um, Chinonso okay. for this privilege to be here today. Um, mm. I know he must have put in enough um, energy, yes. uh, enough resources just to make sure Sabi Writers to do yes. it's um, working. I must um, thank him and this is um, a congratulation to him for yes. setting up this studio. Yeah. I know great men will come here. I know great yeah. business minds will come here yeah. and here um, great stories will be shared yeah. and people's lives will be touched. Yeah. Thank you, Chinoso. Thank you. Thank you. And we have come to the end of today's episode. It has been such an intriguing journey with the CEO and founder of PamTech, engineer Chidomere Ndupiusi. If there's anything I've learned from this particular conversation is that people are assets, value people, be people-oriented, provide solutions to problems. And also, when you move from being a hard worker, move to being a smart worker. And then, networker. From all of us at Sabi Writers Studios, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for listening, for watching, and for following up the various episodes of the Builders Podcast. Do not forget to follow us on all our social media platforms at Sabi Writers Studios and on YouTube at Sabi Writers TV. Till we come your way again next episode. My name is Ekoma Babio. See you later. <laughs>